You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. And welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. I am so pleased to be joined today again by our uh, favorite uh, health and sobriety coach, Keola Reigns. How are you doing, Keola? Hi. Hello, hello. Doing well. Ready for fall. I am. I. You know what? We're in it, man. We are in fall, and we're we're careening towards Halloween here. And I wanted to have you back on the show because we talk. Uh, you know, we talk everything health and fitness and sobriety, how that health and fitness impacts your life with you every time you come on the show. And I wanted to talk today about f- food, Halloween, and relapse because it just really seems that Halloween is one of those holidays where people feel that they get off track a little bit, you know, whether it's their, whether it's their diet or it's a relapse uh, time that a lot of people relapse. So I want to have you on the show to talk about the link between all of these food and Halloween and relapse. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when the seasons change, we know that there, there is um, something that can truly happen that um, seasonal affective disorder. So our mood changes when the seasons change. So that is, Oftentimes one aspect of it, Halloween also kicks off the holiday season, especially for us in the U.S., right? So we have Halloween, then we have Thanksgiving, then we have Christmas, then we have New Year's. I think I mentioned this on the last session, and I I share this story often. 2018, October, is when I I finally, again, (laughs) for the fourth or fifth time, accepted, girl, you have a drinking problem. You know, it's not, it's not looking, it's just not looking good for you. So I knew in October I wanted to quit drinking, but I said, I don't want to stop before Halloween, Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I'm going to get one more season in, you know, looking back on it, I think what a silly, silly, uh, you know, I, I was in it, you know, I was, I was in the downward spiral. So it made sense then if I could go back, I would do things differently, but it's a reality that we hit these last three, four months of the year and people start to kind of lose it emotionally. We know we have to be around family. And so this is a really great time. I think this is a really great time to focus in on getting your food right and being mindful of all of those cues and triggers for potential slips and relapse. And you don't have to eat all of your kids' Halloween candy. So I definitely want to give some (laughs) tools to move through the season without taking all their candy away. Um, You can stay on track. And also you can be very mindful of potential slips and relapses. Well, you know, uh, Keola, one of the things that you were talking about so good about, like a lot of people during this period of time think about getting sober. And, you know, somebody might be listening to the show right now and saying, Uh, you know, in the back of their mind, it's like, I might have alcohol use disorder or a drug addiction or alcoholism. Right. And it's floating back there and in the back of their mind, but yes, they don't want to get sober because of all of the stuff that's happening. I, I, you know, I think that, uh, though looking back, I too look back because I had a similar situation. I I, I look back and I say, you know what? There was no enjoying alcohol anymore Mm -hmm. by the time I got in anyway. Right. Like, so who am I kidding? Like there wasn't any, right. But I wasn't necessarily a clear thinker first coming into recovery. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I talk about this often where the holidays are just a challenge and a trigger, but this is, I would love to encourage someone who's listening and thinking, considering 
I want this season to be different. I don't want this Halloween to be scary. I don't want to wake up, at, you know, on November 1st wondering what the heck happened and, you know, where am I? I want to go into this season feeling good and feeling confident. Um, yeah. One of the, one of the best things I can, I'm, I'm so happy to be in California. I'm spoiled because there are sober Halloween parties popping up all over the city. So you do have the option to stay substance free. You do have the option to stay alcohol free during this season. It might take a little bit of work. It might take a little bit of searching, um, a little bit of effort and intention. It is possible. And also this is a great time. My coach, my fitness coach will be so proud of me for saying this. This is a great time to start focusing on using food to support your recovery. This is an ideal yeah. time because you're going to get so many chances to practice, right? You're going to have so yeah. many opportunities to practice using food to support your sobriety. Well, let's dig into that really quick, Kula, because I think that there is a link. Okay. We talk about on the Recovered Life show and on the Recovered Life community a lot. We talk about these stacked addictions, right? Mm -hmm. So people might, you know, they, they, they come in, they identify, hey, I'm an alcoholic. They enter in recovery and then they find out that they have codependency. They maybe have yeah. a food disorder, right? They have different things that are going on in their lives. But I think one of the things that still haunts people in, in recovery now is food. And, you know, we were laughing as some friends and I, the other day, we were laughing about how, you know, you get into a 12 step group, you walk into it, they hit you with, you know, five gallons of coffee yeah. with caffeine and, oh, no. you know, 20 pounds of sugar, right? Like it's all just sure. And we know now there's like, there seems to be a link between the, sh the way people think in, in sobriety and sugar and Halloween's all about that. Can you talk about that a little bit? Cause I think that concerns people. Like it does alleviate cravings early on, yes, but it also causes problems as well. Yes. So here's what's happening. And I, and I had to learn this the hard way. Um, when we take out a substance, any substance that we were using addictively or that we were abusing, that was our heavy hit of dopamine, right? So we all need dopamine. Dopamine keeps us going. Dopamine's great. We want to get it from organic sources or creating it naturally by doing something that is rewarding. So when you take the substance out, your body says, hello, where's the dopamine? You know, come on, bring it on. And our brain says, okay, sugar is a really quick, easy source for it. Caffeine is another great source where you're, if you're craving, if you're, um, if you're craving caffeine, that's a signal that your body is low on neurotransmitters. And so the sugar cravings are real and it's not because you're a bad person. That is your brain saying, give me dopamine. So during this season, we get to be mindful because we are going to be getting all those holiday sweets. Halloween kicks it off with buckets full of candy. Then we have Thanksgiving with all the pies and the cakes that grandma and the aunties make. Then we have Christmas with all the gift baskets that come full of sugar. And we know that's something that we may have used in the beginning of our journey as a tool to move through cravings. Right now, we get to learn how to use and enjoy, I should say, enjoy the sugar, but also keep ourselves healthy. One key, this is the, the number one takeaway I want you to, to, to take down when it comes to sugar cravings and, and having sugar, pair that sugar with a protein. What I'm saying, 
pair that sugar with a protein or a fat. If you're going to have that candy, if you're going to go and have a little and indulge a little bit in your kids, you know, Halloween bucket or some cakes and pies or all of the fruity, sugary drinks, do me this one favor, please either make yourself a little protein drink beforehand or pair that with a handful of almonds or cashews or nuts. And I'm saying that because when you have the protein and or the fat together with the sugar, now we're, we're stabilizing our blood sugar. This is the key. Yeah, this, this is, is you know, key. and I want to talk about blood sugar here because this is a lot to do with it. Of course, I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. We're not giving you, you know, detailed nutritional advice. We're giving you general yes. nutritional advice. This is from our experience in, as, as people in recovery. Yeah. I know sugar without protein. If I don't eat and then I load up on sugar, I don't think clearly. And yeah. and when I'm talking about sugar, that can even be apple juice, natural sugar, right? Like mm -hmm. it makes me it makes me feel high. Yep. Right. And it yep. makes me not be able to think clearly and make judgment calls early. And in early recovery, this is a scary thing. I think even in late recovery, because one of the things you don't want to be is not have clear judgment in in yeah. recovery. Yeah. So I learned um, that the two or two of the top causes for relapse are actually blood sugar, low blood sugar and neurotransmitter deficiencies. So when your blood sugar is low and you have those mood swings and you get a little anxious or a little depressed or you get a little bothered, your brain says, hey, do that thing you used to do that used to make you feel good. And or combined with when your neurotransmitters are low. So what I'm talking about is when your body is not giving you serotonin, GABA and dopamine, when you're deficient there, same thing, your root, your mood cannot be regulated and you feel a little anxious, feel a little depressed. And now again, our body is saying, you got to do something about that. So we, as folks in recovery and everyone really, we can use food to regulate our mood. We can use food to regulate our blood sugar. We can use food to bring neurotransmitters. And when we're doing those three things, we're helping ourselves avoid relapses and slips. I mean, when I learned that the top two reasons I can control using food, I thought, oh my gosh, everybody needs yeah. to know this. You have to. And get that is something we can control, right? Like we yes, know that when we have yes. the first drink, we might not be able to necessarily make a judgment call whether we're having the second drink. Yeah. But the but but food, we can control it. There, there's ways that we can control it. Yep. Uh, you know, it's interesting when you were talking when we're talking about relapse or talking about stuff. What I noticed just in being in recovery is that going into really like rehabs and places, the transitional housing. Uh, sober housing and watching people go that really were working recovery. But then on Sunday had three big gulps, five candy bars, a bunch of cakes <laughs> and literally made a decision after being sober for six months to a year, really living in not a great situation, being able to just make this commitment all of a sudden go out. Yeah. Right. And I started to look just from my own perception of it is like, this is a nutritional issue Yes. The, you know, these people are high on sugar. Yeah. And they can't, it's like the first drink, right? And I know looking back on my first addiction, like my second, my first addiction was escapism. I always say my second addiction was sugar. I could get high mm -hmm. on sugar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's very true. And it starts to be the new um, tool, the new tool that folks use. I watched my dad eat in his, in his early sobriety. I, every evening, 
a box of vanilla wafers and a pint of haagen ice cream. And I just thought he, I, you know, I'm 10, 10 years old. I thought, wow, my dad really likes dessert. Now, 20 years later, I understand that's what it was. He was keeping himself home from going out and using, but his body was saying, you need to give me something. And right now in this season, especially this season, so we don't feel it so much January, you know, in the spring, we don't feel it so much in the summer, this season for us as folks in recovery, this is when the sugar and the treats and the food really starts to come into play. Also, this is the season when a lot of those triggers come up family, Mm -hmm. the weather is changing, you know, having to be in groups, those other things. So we get a real challenge, but also it's an opportunity to keep practicing and using our tools. So, you know, get, get, get ahead of it right now and start to, you know, as my coach would say, the holidays are just one day, Keola. Halloween is one day. Thanksgiving is one day. Christmas is one day. When the kids come home with the candy, this is your opportunity to start teaching them. I, If my dream would come true, the whole world would be educated about nutrition. This is an opportunity for you to have a conversation with them. Okay, we have all this candy, kids. We need to make this last. We want to you know, get this to last through through Christmas. And start really looking at portion sizes and serving sizes and being mindful about what you're taking in each day. And it gives you a chance if you have kids to teach them to do the same. And I think, you know, with 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 uh, recovery specifically, with people in recovery, I know we talk a lot about harm reduction. And I wanted to say, I'm not shaming anybody out there who's on the sugar train. I've been on the sugar train in three decades of being sober. I've been on the sugar train a lot, right? Like I, I have, I have had a dependency sometimes on sugar, but I think it's harm reduction. what we're also talking about too, is that look, if, if, if that's what it takes in early sobriety to be able to not use, like you were talking about your dad, that's what it takes, right? Like the way that I look at it, you know, but five years into it, you want to start making different harm reduction decisions, right? Not just the same. So when we get back, Kiola, I want to dive in because you're so knowledgeable about this and you have so many great tips. You talked about the protein. When we come back from this quick break, I want to dive into some tips that people could walk away with after listening to this that they could really use and apply, not only for Halloween, but this uh, this whole holiday season. So we'll be back after this quick break. If you are newly sober, trying to get sober, or you've been sober for decades and are looking to take your sobriety to the next level, the Recovery Breakthrough six-week transformation concierge coaching program might be right for you. Have Damon Frank and Christina Dennis build a custom roadmap to get you on the path to getting what you really need. Receive hands-on concierge coaching and stay focused and productive with our daily check-ins. If you're ready to experience your recovery breakthrough and start the journey towards the transformation you deserve, book a free get to know you call today and find out what is possible in your recovery. To find out more about recovery breakthrough and to book your free call, go to recoveredlife.us. That's recoveredlife.us. You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives.
Okay, Kiola, we promised everybody that when we come back, we're going to go over some helpful tips about how to manage your food better, how not to get in a position where you're overeating, you're eating too much sugar, you're not thinking clearly, because we want everybody to have their best recovered life. So hit us with some jibs here, Kiola. You always have these such great advice yeah. that I know I'm using. What, what can people do to stay on track this holiday season? Yes. So number one thing right now is planning, planning ahead. We know that it's October. We know that Halloween is coming. We know candy will be given out, right? So that part is we know for sure. You can plan ahead when it comes to your meals. You can plan ahead when it comes to hydration. So always keeping a water bottle with you on hand. And when it comes to your meals, even if you're not doing a full meal prep, you don't have to do an entire week of prepping meals, but start to consider, start to think about what will I be having for breakfast, lunch, and dinner on these days? What days am I going to events and making sure on those days, like I mentioned earlier, you're keeping that handful of almonds or any kind of you know mixed nuts on hand, or you're keeping that protein drink on hand so that when you go to the event, you're prepared to stack that sugar that you might be intaking with some other nutrients. So plan, plan, plan ahead. Um, the other piece, again, I cannot say this enough, prioritize protein. I'll repeat it. Protein, especially for folks in recovery, is our number one nutrient. We need protein in order to make those neurotransmitters. So if we want our brain to naturally give out GABA and serotonin and dopamine and all of those chemicals we need to yeah. balance our mood, we have to have protein to do that. So prioritize protein. Find out what you need personally for yourself and your goals. Everybody has a different number, but really, really focus on getting in plenty of protein. So plan protein, I guess I ended up as all peas. And then pause. And the reason I say pause is because when we are eating, we can get into the habit of rushing through meals. Time is changing right now. Our lives start to slow down just a little bit right now. This is a really good time to sit down when you're eating your meals. Turn the TV off when you're eating your meals. Put your phone away when you're eating your meals and really slow down and get in that moment. We're, I mean, food is giving us life. It's a beautiful thing. Um, another thing with, you can tie this specifically to sugar. If you are going to have a dessert or if you're going to have a few pieces of, your, of the Halloween candy, have that one piece and enjoy that moment. Pause, eat it slowly, savor that flavor. So really start to slow down right now. So yeah, plan your meals, that. prioritize protein and pause, slow down, you know, take, take a little break. I have one more thing. This is specifically for sugar. Top shelf sugar. Okay. What do I mean by top shelf sugar? I mean, if you're going to be having sweets this month, you can make things on your own, fresh baked goods. And really my certification taught us to be kind of snotty about, be snobby about your desserts. Don't just grab Chips Ahoy, go down to the bakery and get the fresh baked cookie because you're getting quality ingredients. You're not getting something that's just, you know, packs full of cookies. And so we were really taught to share, if you're going to have dessert, really have something that's fresh made, that's quality ingredients that have some intention and some heart behind it. So if you're going to do sugar, do the top shelf sugar. I love that. You know, I, I like what you're saying about the, you know, this whole thing about, you know, making, being very conscious about what you're actually eating, because I think a lot of times I know that I'm not, I just, it's on autopilot. 
Now I'm going to go get ice cream in the freezer. Now I'm going to, I did this the other day, right? I brought home this huge pie. I was out shopping. I was like, this would be really, really great. And you know, we've been eating it over the last couple of days. But the other day I found myself eating pie at like 10 in the morning. I'm like, you know, no, like that's not a really good idea. But you know, it's interesting when you're talking about making sure that you have eaten. And you know, we talk about that as a core thing in recovery is making sure self-care that's a self-care core thing that you're not going all day and then not eating and then frazzled and then just shoving anything in your mouth to try Mm -hmm. to get some sort of you know nutrition what i found with especially in early recovery you know because when you go to a party kiola you know this in early recovery you're nervous yeah because it's like there's alcohol there. I'm not quite sure. Am I going to be pressured into it? You're not really quite sure. And just eating before I got to the party, even if they serve food, yep. was so essential for me because I didn't feel like I had to like shove a bunch of bad thing of sugar exactly. in me. And then I'd feel weird because I'm waiting to eat. I don't know when I'm going to eat. And I start to pant, right? Just just these basic self-care things seem to really go a long way. Hundred percent, and that's that's part of the the planning part, being prepared when you get yourself into those situations. You know, we are we don't want to say avoid everyone, don't go to any of these events, and don't eat any sugar, and just stay home until January first hits. That's not the message. It is be prepared. We get to. I say, you know, we get to think about this stuff. Where maybe the average person, someone who's not in recovery lives their whole life on autopilot. That's just not what we get to do. We get to really think ahead. And not only are you going to show up, if you eat before you go, you're going to show up. And if they, you know, the food comes out late, they might not have something you like, you're good to go. And also while you're digesting, our body is putting out all these hormones and chemical messengers. So you're kind of good. You go in smooth sailing. I just had a nice meal. I feel good. I feel calm. You know, I feel happy. My mood is good and you can enjoy yourself. And then, you know, if, if something does come up, like you said, you can be in a clear mind. If you start to see, Hey, this party is kind of going in a direction. I don't really want to go. And I feel confident enough to say I'm out of here versus I'm nervous. I'm on edge. My, you know, my blood sugar is low and someone's offering me something oh, fine. I'll just do it. You don't get to make the best decision when you're not in that, you know, clear minded. And that's real life. You know, Kila, that's real life. That is how relapse happen. It takes you off guard when you're not in the present moment a lot of the times and you can't think clearly, right? Yeah. That's when it, that's when it comes at you. I found the most. I, you know, I, I love this. I love this whole meal planning thing too, about really sitting down. I've started to do that more, you know, cooking on Sundays and, and, and freezing things. Like I made a chili I really liked that was really high in protein. And I just, I froze things and I've been pulling it out as the fall come in. And it's been really great because I have really nutritious meals and I don't really have to think about it. I've already thought about it. Exactly. It takes a lot of the guesswork out from being right in the moment. What am I going to eat? And, and like I said, um, I know you know people's lives are busy. You might not have a chance to, to cook the entire week's worth of food, but you know what you can do? You can get a little index card and you can write a menu up so you can go back to that and say, okay, we're doing you know tacos on Tuesday. We're doing pasta on Wednesday. We're doing burgers on Friday. And now it's written down. I go to that. I don't have to think about what I'm eating. I can go and stick with that rule. And if you have time to prep, of course, get some things. The least you can do is get the veggies washed and chopped up and get some meat. If you eat meat, get that seasoned. And then you have that, you're ready to go. Every little step that we can take to make our day-to-day lives simpler 
and more structured, Absolutely. the less thinking we have to do in that day and we can just go through our tasks, it again, that helps us to avoid relapses and slips because we, we have our day structured and planned and we're able to deal with the challenges when they come versus needing to go to a substance to get through it. And this is why I love having you on the show because one of the things I think that people in recovery have in common is we're very all or nothing people, <laughs> right? And yeah. you see this a lot. You see this a lot in the holidays, especially people who got sober maybe in August. Right. By the time they're October, they feel that they have to change everything at once, right? So it's like, it's like, well, I'm never going to have sugar again, or I'm never going to have anything that's sugar. That's probably pretty unrealistic. Like it just probably is pretty. And it's like, and does that really need to ha happen? It doesn't need to happen. Now with alcohol drug, it does need to have, it is all or nothing. Like you, yeah. we really can't have the first one. Right. But yeah. what I love about having you on the show is that you bring some moderation to yes. the conversation because look, the reality is I'm going to work out five, you know, 10 times a week mm -hmm. and I'm, it's always going to be like that forever. And if I miss one day, I'm a total loser and it's over is just <laughs> such not clear thinking. Right. Oh. But that's what we do in recovery. We, we, yeah. we tend to go to this all or nothing place. Yeah. We need balance for the rest of our lives. That is what we have to learn, that it doesn't have to be extreme with your fitness. It doesn't have to be extreme with your nutrition. You do not have to get sober, become a vegan, become a yogi and a bodybuilder and an ultra marathon runner and never eat sugar again. That does not have to be what it is. You can enjoy life. Like I said last time, you find activities that you enjoy doing. If you can't stand running, then don't, don't sign up for a marathon. You know, if yoga is weird for you, then join a CrossFit studio, find something you love doing. And when it comes to food, I mean, I, I'm, t I love food. I love to eat. It's one of the reasons I majored in kinesiology and, and became an, a nutrition coach. I like moving. I wanted to learn how to do those things my way and teach other people how to do those things their way as well. As folks in recovery, I, I say that the movement and the nutrition part for us are non-negotiable, but the part where you get to be creative and you get to be unique is how you move and how you eat. But we have to focus on those two things. You get to create, you know, what works the best for you. Keela Reigns, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We're going to put a link on uh, in the show notes about how you can get a hold of Keola if you need some personalized help. And thanks so much for coming on and happy Halloween, Keela. Yes, thank you. Take care. Bye. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.